This is the Epilog Audio Experience. The language and content on this podcast may be unsuitable for certain audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Right Brain Geek Show. This is your host Vishnu. And for this week, we are going to play one of our older episodes, which talks about the history of money. Sit back and enjoy this episode and we'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Welcome to another episode of Right Trend Geek Show. This is your host Vishnu and Shankar has just gone out to pay the pizza delivery guy and he'll be back soon. Today we are going to talk about something that is very important in our lives. We are going to talk about the history and origin of money. Hey, I'm back. Look at this, these pizzas. You want to take a bite or uh, should we record and then do yeah, it? I think if we, I, I, I am sure that our listeners are not that much into ASMR that they want to hear our chewing sounds and stuff. Probably they can hear uh, me drinking beer and get that ASMR feel. Well, that rhymed. Anyway, uh, so we are going to talk about money and to start with, uh, we all use money on a daily basis, right? And uh, mm. it's something... Which is like an integral part of our life because yeah. whatever we do, wherever we go, we need money. Yeah, sometimes so when I look into my finances, I don't feel like using them on a daily basis, <laughs> but you got no choice. <laughs> That's what happened, you know, when I first thought about doing an episode on money, uh, the, the the idea came from when I, when I was like going through my finances, I was like, okay, this is really pathetic. Probably I should research about it and get more ideas on uh, how to manage it and all that then i heard cup one episode uh, we had done with naga and the one he did with rupan and you know mm. uh, actually kind of those are like great episodes but <laughs> being who i am it kind of didn't work so i had to dig deeper and kind of figure out uh, where it all came from to get an idea you know how much it matters in our life well something that i've learned um, in a hard way is that nobody can teach you about you know how why you should do finances and stuff it should come from inside you have to start feeling that yourself otherwise it's not <laughs> never going to happen oh so you're saying that passion and you know managing money is almost kind of similar things <laughs> well we'll drop that right. there and uh, let's just give a brief description about how money works so uh, it's easy right you want something you give money you get the stuff no 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 i didn't mean it like that you know how you exchange <laughs> money and get uh, commodities mm. and you know services and all that i mean uh, where does this thing come from like uh, how does it work right now like uh, who prints money and how it's valued on what basis it's valued so uh, when you look into the federal reserve which us have like we all trade on the basis of us dollars right the whole world almost uh, all around the globe everything is based on you know uh compared with us dollars so how the federal reserve even uh, indian rupees work is like you have a reserve of gold and based on its value is how m- uh, currency is printed mm-hmm. so that's how the basic thing works right now so does it mean that if i have a bit of gold can i start printing currency tomorrow no it doesn't mean that because you know uh, the the gold you have uh, it's taken in a sense that you have paid for the gold to the reserve and you have ta- you have taken it from the reserve 
so the money is already with the uh, bank or whichever institution it is with so the mon- uh, gold you have with you is actually something you have borrowed from the reserve mm-hmm. okay so it's not like you own it but it's with you that's all so it's like a rented gold or something yeah kind of like that uh, i'm not the person who who is like well versed to explain it but i think i have we no, can probably know. probably try to get the reserve bank governor on the show someday that'll be really nice or at yeah. least an ex governor right mm. <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah now that we know a little bit about money let's go back and uh, look into like how things worked before there was any money or like any medium of exchange or something like that because so we'll be going like 65 million years ago when dinosaurs ruled earth uh, okay not that much because uh, we are talking about the human age right when we came into existence so when Because the exodus happened from africa and people started yeah those kind of stuff, stuff you know uh, around that even like probably like 10000 years back there was no uh, currency system which existed so a uh, little before that uh, or something like that you know uh, like when money didn't exist so mm-hmm. uh, back then uh, there was no idea of the notion of you know owning something there was no right to like property or like rules and regulations when it came to like all the resources we had on, in the world like whoever claims it they can use it and you know be happy with that so if you like so back in the days uh, before all this money concept came up uh, people used to hunt and forage for food so and uh, to live they used to like build houses using wood or like uh, they used to live in live in caves so there was no like uh, the, uh, there was no idea of you know right to property and all that so whoever gets there first they own it and if you're a stronger person you can just go and hit them with the stone or like beat them up with your hammer and own it so that was the idea but later on when uh, you know people started spreading to like different parts of the world and there was this right to property like whoever come uh, goes there they own it and they have family and all those system came into existence that's where people started getting this idea like you know why don't we just exchange what we have to get some other commodity that uh, we need from others so that's where this barter system came into existence mm-hmm. so uh, it is said that uh, this barter system came into existence back in like 6000 bc which is like around 8000 years back and uh, the earliest form of barter system it consisted of you know uh, exchanging livestock which is like sheep cattle vegetables and even grains so uh, this was first uh, found in like uh, egyptian culture it's kind of becoming a trend where you like you know you find find out that things that, started happening in egyptian and it's like developed uh, uh, yeah, like I spread think, into other countries yeah right? e- egyptians were like those school tribes where you know they innovated and they were always ahead of everything else i think egypt egypt was present day mit or harvard university or something like that okay that's a great comparison <laughs> they were like way you know ahead, ahead of, of their, their times. times yeah even the harappa mohenjodaro civilization too but i don't know what kind of system existed there probably it was barter but i couldn't find anything on that mm-hmm. so uh, egyptians were the first one to like uh, use barter systems as they used to use livestock trade and uh, this uh, concept spread into other parts of the world uh, especially like the mesopotamians and uh, phoenicians and they kind of de- and even the babylonians they kind of improved the system from where it came from like uh, from the egyptians they improved it and it became a norm like across the world for people to use yeah, this system yeah. to uh, do trade babylonia so vividly described 
civilization i think even in the bible i, th- I guess i know it was famous for its hanging gardens that uh, that doesn't mean the gardens were literally hanging it was like a terraced structure where uh, you know they had all this um trees and other plants growing Creepers? out of them yeah mostly like that yeah. that was because i think one of the kings got married to a princess from a far off land and she started feeling homesick because her land was lot they had a lot of gardens and stuff there are a lot of creepers you mean <laughs> <laughs> so the king built a beautiful garden for her so that she doesn't feel homesick was he the nebuchadnezzar uh, the king nebuchadnezzar is a king who used to dream a lot isn't it uh, i'm not really sure well uh, if you don't know if you haven't heard of the name nebuchadnezzar you can just check out the matrix and you'll mm-hmm. know about it so uh yeah so they improved it and uh, the exchange and the commodities used for exchange you know it changed from just livestock to like food tea weapons and spices and in some places even human skulls were used to trade in the barter system what good is human skull i don't know maybe it's like showing off your masculinity what like so you are exchanging your masculinity for something else and that's something uh, that i wouldn't want to do yeah so that's how it improved and uh, during the times of the roman empire salt became a major trade mm. commodity in the barter system and uh, it is said that their uh, the soldiers were even paid through salt nice. so uh, it's kind of weird right think about it the soldier takes a sack of uh salt it starts raining the and next day and it starts day. raining yeah so what would happen so you are not allowed to make um, you know sweet and salt lime juice and stuff i think in roman times right? i have no idea because that's a kind of currency they use like probably because you are not supposed to destroy the, your nation's currency so yeah. making lemon juice might be might lead to your execution no 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 it was not like currency it was used for barter system okay. so uh, like in world war times and even in prison these days tobacco or like cigarettes are used as a thing which you can exchange to mm. get whatever favor or like whatever commodity you want right yeah, i think so, a lot of such things are depicted in that what is that series called prison break yeah 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 it was good in the first season then afterwards many lot even of the second season you can watch but after well, that a lot of uh, series are ending in a really uh, crazy what about the last season i haven't watched it the, the one they came out so there is there was this okay time. so what happened was there was this last season which was the fourth season hmm. um and there was a feature film length uh, episode that they released which showed some stuff and at the end of that this character main character called michael scofield and this is going to be a spoiler uh, so if you have not watched this show uh, show please stop here and uh, you know you can move forward a little bit and start listening so the what happens is the show's main character michael scofield is they don't show him dying but it's understood that he's he meets his end right what happens and recently i think 2 years back they revived the show for an- another season where somehow he ends up in a prison in middle east or something like that okay so i haven't watched it am i missing something i don't think so no right so good it's like uh, season 8 of game of thrones so that bad <laughs> probably not but <laughs> okay yeah. you are not see i think people who are very passionate about uh, game of thrones um watching till end of season 7 is okay and then you can just stop and imagine a books. imagine a good ending for your story that is the best thing you can do you can just stop watching it say season 7 or seven. if the books come you can read it probably let's hmm. see but yeah. again that we don't know how he's going to end it up i'm sure that he's going to do a good job at that okay let's come back so yeah uh roman started using salt uh in the barter system and they started paying the soldiers 
in the form of, like by giving them salt which is like really funny and uh, during the middle ages uh, europeans traded crafts and for then silk and perfumes these became like major commodities of uh, trade during the barter system and uh, even musket balls wheat and deer skins were used during colonial uh, you know colonial age where uh, the europeans especially uh, the britishers used to go to america and do trade so uh, yeah so barter system kind of like thrived during that time but uh, there were like so many disadvantages even though there are like advantages like you know you actually don't need any money to uh, exchange trade even then but, even when mm. they didn't have the concept of money yeah that's one of the advantages then you know like there was like flexibility when it came to like trade you can trade anything for anything So if you have a cat you can trade it for like probably green yeah provided there is a need somewhere yeah I, i'll get into the disadvantages in a moment and uh, it does not have to be a material item you know you can uh, exchange for services a, yeah if you're a plumber and you need some food or something you can go and fix uh, probably a broken toilet mm-hmm. and then <laughs> get food in exchange so yeah like that's one of the advantages <laughs> of barter system well toilet and food in a single line <laughs> uh, something i <laughs> not want to say in the, for the rest of my i think nikesh got that right in his story yeah <laughs> what was that that was p and uh, um taste. was it something yeah something uh, yeah so uh, coming to the disadvantages like uh, there was like no legitimacy when it came to like a trade and barter system because uh, you exchange something and the other person says okay I'll, i'll give you the thing you wanted tomorrow and the next day you you go there and ask him like hey give me the thing you promised and he'll be like what thing you didn't give me anything why am i supposed to like give you back something so there was no like legitimacy when it came to barter system and uh, yeah it depends on trust mm. totally on trust uh, So the second thing is that there is a chance that you might end up getting something bad in exchange of something that you had mm. which is good. So like for example uh, you want a new car you want a car and you have a bike so you exchange a, the bike for a car and you end up knowing that the car is absolute shit. Mm. So those kind of things can happen. Yeah when you say car in this context of uh, you know middle and early ages the kind of car that comes to my mind is the one that flintstones uses in yeah, the cartoon yeah, series yeah yeah so how would bike be right back then <laughs> would be the same concept yeah also there's like no measure of value mm. for what you exchange so uh, if you are exchanging like probably one sack of sugar and you get like 5 uh, grains of wheat what right. is the point i think yeah that's the, that's what it is like if if i just own a uh, you know chicken or a cat or a goat or something and in exchange can i go and ask a cow i don't know because that depends on whether the other guy really needs the stuff that yeah I yeah need. yeah and uh, yeah that's one thing like there's a need for like double coincidence of wants that's mm. the thing you were talking about right so when you want to uh, get something the other person also ha- need to have like the need to give that thing which you want that is also one of the problems uh, and and this other issue that i mentioned right um uh, the f- no, inability to create fractions yeah right if i have a big thing and i cannot exchange it with a small thing because just because i feel the trade is going to be uneven and which is one of the uh, things which was highlighted in this ancient story of jack and the beanstalk if you ah, remember yeah. how the story yeah, went yeah. so jack's mom has financial issues and he sends jack uh, to the market with their cow so that he can sell the cow and get something else in return 
and he ends up selling the cow to a guy who says he has magic bean uh, you know uh, beans. beans when he comes back his mom shouts at him saying that you know you're being an idiot and you have exchanged a big cow for these num- these beans who and she becomes frustrated and she throws it out of the window and you know the rest of the story yeah. right i hope you do but uh, if you don't you can go check it out it ends well <laughs> that's all you not for everyone though <laughs> yeah yeah let's not go there yeah so uh, it's like you know in game of thrones sir she didn't get her elephants right uh, same kind of thing and she had to sacrifice a lot for that even though she didn't get the elephants so uh, because of this because of these disadvantages uh, there came a need for a standard to be there so that you know you can compare it with that and then make all these exchanges that's when currency came into existence Yeah it was not like they started with paper currency and uh, the first type of currencies uh, it came into existence back in 3 th- like ba- almost like 3000 years ago and as always you know our like our egyptian counterparts uh, one of the most underrated uh, people developed it the chinese mm. so they are the ones who came up with the idea of you know having a standard uh, for exchange and they started using casts made out of bronze in the form of you know cutlery arrows spears daggers and spades and all that so that means if you are very rich and you're not care- careful about your money you're going to die being yeah you may get you know your sword and uh, um arrow shaped coins will be you know piercing your body then yeah so the idea was <laughs> Who like came out came up with that i don't know see what i'm thinking is like the idea was to like uh make miniature things out of The, the 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 things you use on a daily basis yeah you have many other things right which are not sharp and edgy no see uh, they had to try right you know uh, even these make, things, you know when make, you make miniature technology make miniature plate that becomes a coin miniature uh, they cutlery they have made plates okay. also but the thing is like you know it was not feasible to have like different kinds of shapes and shapes which hurt you and mm. all those kind of stuff so uh, that's how it start, started uh, the basic idea of currency like the chinese came up with that 3000 years back where they started making gold casts out of bronze and uh, yeah as you said it started impaling people so they were like okay this is not working out and they made a standard shape in the form of coins and that's how coins came into existence and it was not like the government started printing it it was you know banking institutions and uh, banking banks and other institutions which were like controlling the printing of all these uh, coins and uh, yeah but the first known currency the legal currency it came in the form of a roaring lion coin in the kingdom of lydia and it was uh, approved by uh, king uh, aliatus so that was a lannister coin roaring lion coin kind of yeah. like yeah so uh, this lydia this kingdom of lydia is present day western turkey so that's where uh, this first legal currency came into existence in the form of a roaring lion coins and uh, because of that their economy improved that's what they're saying and as they were you know economic becoming economically stable and becoming prosperous the persians came and invaded them so uh, even before they could you know prosper as much as they hoped to uh the kingdom collapsed and the coin again went back to uh, oblivion and uh, yeah at the same time the chinese they they started improving and by like 700 bc uh the 
Tang and the Song Dynasties they they started you know printing paper currencies too mm-hmm. and but this were like not not like valid uh, permanently like these paper currencies were valid only for a small period of time right. so that you know they can stop uh, people from counterfeiting it mm-hmm. so chinese were the ones who were like you know far ahead of their times and uh, yeah if the a fun fact like uh, in the american notes right dollar bills they've written something uh, saying like in god we trust right yeah. you know what the chinese used to write i think I, i've read about it, it it's along among the, uh, i mean it's along the lines of uh, if you counterfeit you'll be killed or something like that yeah it says uh, all counterfeiters will be decapitated wonderful not just killed they'll be like their head will be like, just yeah, chopped yeah it's like out. it's like it's like ross's uh, small note on his sandwich it will keep them from doing it yeah <laughs> phoebe's idea well uh, at the same time you know in india not the same time like approximately mm. same time <laughs> okay <laughs> when you when you say same time i'm not thinking that yeah. the moment they came out with the <laughs> currency there is one guy standing on the other side of himalaya saying that hey they have launched it let's do it right now <laughs> oh yeah so uh, in india they started using uh, silver and gold uh, mashup of coins Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you must have heard about the story of mohammed bin tuklag right what the story where he, he uh, very intelligently changed his capital is that the story okay so yeah uh, he is known for like three uh, stupid decisions that he made the first one is of course uh, changing ca- changing the capital from delhi to dawladabad yes. and then again from dawladabad back to delhi so he made all the people from uh, delhi to move <laughs> to dawladabad and when he came to know that it's not working out they made the move back yeah again. and i think it was not a simple movement as well he kind of punished the people who didn't want to move uh, tied them to the back of the horse and dragged them all the way to the deccan and you know he left all the uh, people who were handicapped and all that kind of thing happened that's why it was uh, a cruel move which happened and then he reversed it Yeah so that's what happened like one of the stupid decisions he made was that and the other one relates to coin which is like he uh, he made uh, coins which are made out of bronze and the funny thing was like uh, the value given to that coin was actually lesser than the actual value of the <laughs> bronze which was used wow. to make that coin right so, so so as a good citizen all i need to do is melt the coin and sell it to someone else yeah sell it to someone else to get more coins exactly. so it was like a so i the, become a master of coins yes so <laughs> it's like one of the most profitable business you could do back then and it took him some time to realize that and you know correct of course yeah so i don't remember the third stupid thing he did uh Yeah, I don't remember. I think we can probably do yeah. a mini series, mini episode on. Yeah, him. so these are the like he did three stupid things. One of them was based out of the capital thing, and the second one was the coin thing. So yeah, that's how we progressed during that time. And uh, these, as I said, you know, back then uh, empires used to use uh, coins made out of like silver and gold alloys. And uh, during the seventh uh, century AD, uh, till like. the 12th century uh, the medieval islamic empire the world they were like trying to improve their economy and they started using this uh, currency called dinar which still exists right wow yeah. dinar has such a long history yeah you you you'll be like fascinated like you we can actually do a separate episode on the banking system which was used by uh, the, the the middle east yeah because uh, in the desert i don't know for some reason they have uh, 
I think they were also a little bit ahead of their times. If you see this, uh, whatever you're mentioning, all the banking systems. I think the coffee culture also came up in Arabia. So that's kind of fascinating. I mean, they had, um, they were on the way to a very modern kind of a society even those days. You won't believe it. They were the first ones to like come up with uh, credit checks, savings account, transactional account, promissory notes, you know, and the ideas of loans and deposits and all that. Ooh. You know why that happened? Uh, it's because... Mecca is the holy place, right? right? And people from across the Middle East, they travel. had to like travel yeah. from here to there. And uh, people used to carry their coins or like whatever currency they had with mm-hmm. them. And there was a, this this huge chance of them getting robbed or like killed yeah, just because killing, they had money. Lo- robbed or losing their That's stuff. how this banking system came into existence. So I think it's like, Islam it, it, I think if I remember right, it, uh, in a crude way, it was like you deposit your money to the bank, you get a slip or something. or something like that. Yeah. You go to a bank near Mecca and you just give it to them and they give you some coins. Yeah. So that's like very, you know, think about 7th and like 12th century yeah, yeah. that's like so ahead of their time it right? is it absolutely and, uh, is yeah so uh, that's how the middle east progressed in the uh, on the basis of you know currency and banking mm. and all this kind of systems and by uh, 1271 ad chinese they had like set up their currency into like a proper form and they started printing currency paper currency which were not temporary and which were like more like a permanent thing. Wow. And that's also the same time when uh, Marco Polo visited uh, China. And mm-hmm. he was like fascinated, not just because of the spices and, you know, the pearls and all that. Even the uh, monetary system actually surprised him. So uh, they were way ahead of, ahead of our times. you know. And he's the one who bought uh, Gobi Manchurian to Italy, right? Did he? <laughs> I <laughs> have no idea. Of course, he was the guy who bought Gobi Manchurian. <laughs> what is it? Gobi Manchurian an Indian thing. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of people who believe that Gobi Manchurian is actually a Chinese, Chinese invention. Chinese right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> First thing they do when they go to Chinese restaurant is, hey, do we have Gobi Manchurian? You know, the funny thing is like the Chinese we get here is not the actual Chinese. Yeah. Compared to the food we get here as Chinese, the actual Chinese are very bland. And they uh, eat all kinds of well, meat, I think, right? I think that's... Uh, that depends on regions as well. There are places where they use a lot of chilies and stuff like that and ah, sauces. What I've heard is like it's rural areas yeah, where yeah. people use all those kind of things. Yeah. And uh, they eat all kinds of meat too. They so eat, yeah. Yes. Uh, rice I, is also a staple for them. Rice, yes. And yeah, so Marco Polo. Uh, all our listeners, if you think uh, Gobi Manchurian is a Chinese invention, it's not. Yeah. It's an, <laughs> it's an Indian dish. Much like... Uh, uh, what is the thing that Britishers invented? Butter chicken. Not butter tikka, chicken. Tikka masala. What? Chicken tikka masala. Yeah, chicken chicken tikka, tikka masala sounds very much like something that was invented in Bombay or something yeah. that was invented in Mumbai or somewhere. But <laughs> but it happens to be something that was invented in uh, Britain. You know, the same way, uh, samosa. Mm. We think that it's an Indian dish. Is right? it an Arabic Arabian See, samosa, dish? it uses aloo, yeah. which is potato. Ireland. Uh, Potato is not something which was like inherent. Potatoes and onions were not something which were like grown in India. Mm. It came from, you know, Europe and all those countries. And uh, samosa kind of things were actually, it came from Turkey and, you know, around that. Nice. So we should do an episode on uh, the history of food. Okay, there is already an episode on that, uh, which is done by uh, Amit Verma in the scene and the unseen. Is it? (laughs) Yes. I think the best thing for us to do is to listen to that and direct (laughs) all our listeners to that episode. I don't think we can do a better job. We'll be like, okay, this is the episode we are going to (laughs) do today. And you can check out uh, the whole content and uh, (laughs) the scene and the unseen. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, so that's the Chinese. And uh, in Africa, they used to 
use this manila rings back in like 15th century the colonial people they used to use manila rings uh, for slave trade what is manila manila ring? rings even i didn't have much idea so what i found out is like it's like actual rings which probably looks like you know the earrings. what is it made of it's made of metal Okay. any kind of metal and it still exists but it's not used as a currency but it's used as you know decorate decorative items and all that kind of thing so uh, back then uh, in the 15th century the colonial powers used to use it to like trade slaves in um, western africa uh, africa even though chinese and uh, some of the world you know other parts of the world even in um, middle east uh, they had started using paper currency the europeans didn't start using uh, paper currency till the like 17th century uh, around like 1661 it was the swedish who started uh, minting paper currency and using it these paper currencies they could uh, exchange for gold and silver coins in the bank so basically the banks used to be the ones who used to regulate the the, the printing of currencies and not the government as such which is what is seen in the present world and the first issuance of paper currency in uh, america happened in canada the north american co- continent happened in canada when uh, the colonial people they needed to have like money for trade uh, at times when they were like secluded there right so if you run out of money uh, in america they had to like wait for another ship to come from europe and deliver the money to them so uh, to fix this they started giving uh, these institutions and banks in north america set up by the colonial world to print paper currency there so that's how paper currencies uh, came into existence in north america yeah so it actually helped in international trade because cash was readily ab- available when traders needed to like trade uh, commodities so uh, that's what happened in uh, american continent and over the years paper currency became the standard because it was uh, you know compared to coins it was lightweight and you can carry a lot with you and uh, coins if you're like using coins it storage would be an issue yeah it kind of became like the basic currency which is used across the world and coming to the 20th century and all that uh, there was a issue which came up after world right after world war first where uh, all the countries european countries they started printing money uh, without taking into account how much reserve they had so this led to inflation which is one uh, issue which most of the people don't know right where uh, i have seen like many people uh, saying that you know dollar rate uh, indian rupee rates compared to dollar is very less so why don't we just print more money mm. to make it you know i think that, that is what level. that is what many companies i mean that is what many countries in um, europe did at the time especially germany as well uh, they started printing so much money that inflation rates went so high I think one dollar was equivalent to four billion, or I mean, some huge number of mark. G- Germany used mark at that yeah. time, and people who had, let's say, a few dollars with them, they suddenly had this huge amount of piles of cash that they were even using for warm, you know, putting it into the um, fireplace, fireplace to warm their rooms and using it as pillows and beds and whatnot. and to buy a piece a loaf of bread you need to bring a truckload of money that's how it was yeah so basically you need enough reserve of gold in your uh, gold reserve wherever it is to print you know uh, the 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 standard amount of money so if you just print more money uh, compared to that reserve you have the value of money decreases right. that's how it works so the next time you ask someone you know why don't we print more money 
to you know match up with dollar and all that this is the issue what have what happens the more money you print the lesser the value of the money will become so uh, and this issue of inflation this recently happened like in zimbabwe yeah. where 1 dollar was like around like 1 billion wow. uh, 1 dollar was like 1 billion their mm-hmm. currency and all that so yeah it's a prevalent thing where uh, countries have like printed uh, more money just to like compensate uh, the value of uh, reserve they have but it does not work out that way so over the years we use paper currency but uh, recently after the coming of internet and all that there has have been a switch to the digital you know uh, world where we use digital currencies through virtual banking and you have a uh, mobile payment and all that and uh, most recently we have come across bitcoin right which was uh, we still don't know who founded bitcoin right yeah, that's a that's a mystery yeah like uh, the 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 guy goes with the sudon uh, pseudonymous name as uh, what is that satoshi nakamoto yeah. right yeah we did one episode on this yeah yeah so uh, things have changed like uh, recently because of all this technological advancements uh, we don't re- we do not really use uh, paper currency as we used to use in earlier days uh, because uh, digitalization has properly changed everything but it's more like convenience right now right when it comes to uh, money yeah and uh, yeah so that's where we are right now 